Hi everybody, welcome to Pocketsville Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jared Petty, and I'm joined today by two new friends on my left. Shana Uhilamailangi. To yeah. her left. <laughs> uh, Matt Mistley. Excellent. And these folks are from Street Code Academy. And I, I want to ask you, what is Street Code Academy? I think it'd be best for, for you guys to describe it. Sure. So Street Code Academy started off as a dream of uh, Shadi Barhumi and Raphael Cosman along with uh, Tunde Sabomahin. So Tunde and some community organizers in East Palo Alto, California, uh, were had this dream of basically bridging Silicon Valley and you know Stanford tech talent and uh, or tech talent, I don't, you know, like people people who are very experienced in coding and different technical things, uh, with the brilliance and the cultural brilliance and diversity of residents of East Palo Alto who had you know been. Pretty, pretty excluded from the, the kind of uh, extracurricular educational opportunities and things that a lot of folks in, I guess, the rest of Palo Alto and uh, very usually affluent communities had gotten. And uh, as and partly as a result, um, there was there's there was and still is a big diversity problem in a lot of the companies uh, in, uh, here and uh, and around and in tech. And so Street Code Academy is, uh, since, you know, since it started two and a half, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, it has been, it's, it brings uh, experienced coders and designers and entrepreneurs from all over Silicon Valley and, and um, universities to teach um, hack, hustle, and design. Uh, so programming, uh, yep, <laughs> hack, hustle, design, we got our shirts. Uh, so programming and just computer science more generally, uh, hustle in the sense of design, entrepreneurship, and design um, to equip our students to bring their creative genius to you know to the broader world. So you're a teacher here, right, Matt? Yeah. And Shana, what's your role here? I am. Um, I got hired on to help with recruitment and retention, and now um, I'm called the program director. I want to make sure that all of the engineers are just super happy that they can um, help the students shine, and so. Um, that's what I do. And so yeah. right now, like if, if I'm going to come to us, I mean, we're at a street code meeting right now. There's a, a enormous number of people outside this room from teeny tiny little kids up to adults running around in room after room after room doing all kinds of amazing things. I, I barely understood what was happening, but there was energy everywhere and computers everywhere and technology everywhere. Uh, Shauna, what, what's going on? What's a typical night at street code like? Uh, so last night we had about 200 um, incubator students that attended, um, 200, and out of that 200, about 30 that visited us from Oregon. Um, some students that came um, that followed, uh, that that are just taking a big tour um, in Silicon Valley and heard about all the wonderful things that Olatunde has been doing in his, uh, from his hometown. And then we had a couple of other families from a couple a couple. 170 other people coming in and so that's what our Mondays and Wednesdays look like it's pretty packed and intense um, we also have a large portion of that um, group of be students and volunteers from different places like Google Facebook um, Yale Harvard Stanford is a majority um, Robin right. Hood Stan- Palantir. yeah Stanford's nearby right uh, Stanford is nearby we're just uh, they're just about maybe less than two miles or two some three miles from here um, and so so we are powered by um, people who really have this frequency inside of them um, for change, care, and a disruption of 
in a good way of um, making things a little bit more balanced in the world. And we've got just a really wonderful uh, group of folks like Matt um, and a lot of Googlers and things of that sort. And so Hack is everything computers. Uh, right now we're teaching TechX, which okay. is tech exposure. And that's in one of the classes that is really dear to my heart. Um, it's full of... Um, Seniors, people with a lot of wisdom, but have been left in the shadows in regards to um, technology. Um, a lot of Latinos who barely speak any English, who've uh -huh. been working really hard. A guy that works in BMW for about 20-something years, never knew how to open his emails, now knows how to open an email, and he's a facilities manager. So, so, the, so the spectrum of education goes from, the, from what we consider very entry-level computer skills all the way to career engineering paths, right? I mean, that, that's all going on here? Um, so tech exposure is everything from, like, learning how to turn your hardware, hardware on to um, 100 would be um, how to run Google G Suite or um, Google Drive. Okay, what, and uh, what about within the academy itself? Like, I mean, do you have folks that yeah. are going into coding here? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. of course. So, so tech exposure is information technology, how to use existing technologies like email, like Google, like G Suite, like all, all those, and just computers in general. Um, and then there's computer science on top of that. Okay. So, so there's, uh, for example, I teach, uh, uh, or I'm the lead teacher, one of many teachers working in the uh, hack games class, which is int an introduction to computer science fundamentals through making games, okay. making simple games. Uh, so that's uh, kind of more the intro side. It's also an introduction to computer science through, uh, through blockchain. It's a pretty mm -hmm. interesting new class uh, where it's kind of introducing kind of computer science concepts through building things and also talking about um, how blockchain works in cryptocurrencies. Uh, and it's kind of a cool class that um, uh, Rob Robbie runs. And uh, all the way up to, like, for example, in the past, we had uh, Street Code Accelerator. We had students who basically just t took the entire summer, went absolutely all in, and built apps, built uh a couple games, but like mostly apps and businesses out of it. Okay. Um, and so we have people all the kind of running the gamut from uh, you know learning how to how to learn how to type, learning how to email to uh, more advanced. And you've got people. You said starting businesses out of here. Yeah. 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 So we had like everything two dollars, bang bang. We got there. There's a, a number, a good number of businesses that have. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, so we also have a class that's called Web Servers, and that's also an amazing um, cohort within itself. We have a gentleman by the name of Jare, who's a wonderful engineer, and the backstory about him is that he grew up, wasn't able to play a lot outside, and all he did was code because his parents was, you know, like just a lot of stuff going on, on the out in the outside world, and he came through our doors. He's the, um, he works for Robinhood, which is a really pretty cool startup if you want to check it out, um, and the story about him is that what people don't know, there's two people running the back end, and Jari is one of them. He decided that it was important for people to understand how to hold and compress and keep your own um, systems and your own servers and your own information, and so now he teaches a class here. We also are teaching scheme um, with Kaylin and then we have a huge component which is junior world which is about probably 40% of our program and there are about 60 kids that come and play in there and in that we have junior hack junior design and then free free flow which is learning how to think these concepts and so people would say oh he's just Henri or he has ADHD but what we're finding is that they're able to put these um, ideas together or follow instructions where they're putting um, and following um, this design project that we're having and just coming out on top. And then also play time. We also want the children to know that there's a time to play too and then add that into the curriculum. So what, how does play affect learning about software engineering and technology, guys? What, what, what's the role of play in that? 
Yo, so, well, for, for one thing, uh, let's see, great question. Uh, for one thing, I mean, of course, there's a joy, at least in, in games, in classes where you're making games of playing your own games, finding the bugs and, and like playtesting your own. But in terms of uh, play, we love to, as much as possible to use to use games and reviews, not just be in front of the computer the whole time, but to be, you know, games where like, for example, uh, one of the things we've used to introduce uh, just basic programs and commands and stuff is this, is uh, with a robot named Carol inspired. I think, I don't know if it's, I know people brought it over from a Stanford assignment, but basically, so at Stanford, you know, there's uh, a lot of stuff on the computer, but what Street Code did is, uh, I think one of the classes last, sorry, one of the classes last year, they basically made a gigantic, made gigantic grids out of tape on the ground mm -hmm. uh, outside. Everyone would come outside and actually like walk through the instructions themselves. Oh, it's wow. like a giant, like white, take, you know, giant piece of paper, whiteboards, write down what the instructions, one person write down what they, the person should do and say like, yo, so move forward, move forward, turn right, move forward, uh, put down the beeper. Um, and you know, use like while loops and variables and all kinds basically like you have more and more um, abstracted and complex instructions yeah. um, that you actually, that are modeling what you do with a computer and actually could do with a, um, in a, in an environment with this little, this little bot called Carol. Uh, but instead of just kind of coding and trying to figure out, you're actually like feeling it out in a giant way outside. Shauna, what brought you here, uh, the, into this community? What made you believe in this and, and want to be a part of it? Um, so my parents are activists. Um, we've been here since about eight, 1980. When um, you say been here, you mean in Palo Alto? East or? Palo Alto, sir. Okay. Yes. Where were you before then? Um, so we were in Milpitas, and okay. then my parents um, traveled here and found a cheaper home to purchase. And then my mom was immediately thrown into uh, community activism because it's just a, a lot of immigrants here. And so being Pacific Islander, my dad is Tong and my mom is Samoan, um, there's just this compassion of, like, hey, we need to help people. Let's, let's see if we can help them. And that just... Um, stuck with my parents and so the coconut doesn't fall far from the tree and so I did the same thing um, and so I'd been doing a lot of not coding computer coding I'd been doing a lot of um, community coding community okay. programming um, and I had done and, and I'm also a consumer of that since I was young I kind of got burnt from it and then I said to myself you know um, there's an opportunity. My cousin, who's also on the board here, said, you know, you need to really, you know, get back into it. And this is a really great program. I knew about them and I had judged a lot of their competitions and supported them. But I never was in it as far as like coming in and recruiting. Um, I immediately um, said no. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom, being a very strong person, was like, you're not going to say no. These, you've done everything that you can do in other parts of this community. You've never stepped your game up as far as technology, and you need to challenge yourself. And then your skill sets can help um, open the doors for others who may not think it's important and or have been left behind. You need to take this. And so I started off at 10 hours a week, which I, I went and did like maybe 80, 70, 60. I didn't care. I just was like, yeah. I just want to go. <laughs> and so it's just been the same. And I ne I don't want to ever, I just re almost regret that I said no, but I'm like, you know, I'm here. And so taking all of this experience and living and breathing through it, because I feel the same way too. And I was just telling you, like, I love the program. It's so good that sometimes I want to quit and just be in, in the program because I'm like, be I want to, yeah, I'm like, I, I want to quit. Yeah, this different. And when we came in, you, you run it in a very uh, exuberant way. We came in here, circle of people, you're introducing folks with tremendous enthusiasm. Uh, you opened with prayer. I was interested in that. Where did that come from? So there's this um, part of Street Code that I, again, was just, 
it just gravitated um it just brought me more to be in love with it because there's an ethos to what they do that's not just innovation um it talks it touches the part the, the more human side right we can talk computers and mechanics and engineering all day but at the end of the day I want to make sure that we're also coding our hearts um, and so adding these components or having these components and um, having a circle up as our brain um, doing the announcements and we get together and we have a have a feel of what everybody's feeling how's everything doing this these are announcements in the communities and then and then pray and then eat it's a good start mm -hmm. it's a good way to just say hey if, if if, if that's all we did yeah. and you don't get anything else, I'm okay with that. Yeah, the community ate together. Everybody sat down together. Right. There's a food truck outside and, uh, and, and <laughs> I, with incredible shawarma. Uh, you said uh, Facebook uh, takes care of that? That's part of, are they a sponsor of, of the organization? Yeah, so we were, we were blessed to have the, um, this building that we have for six weeks and they have a wonderful policy team that's been um, advocating for um, a place um like you know advocating for people that may have may feel displaced and just changes in regards to how um this bad imprint has been with um tech companies coming into areas that have a lot of gentrification and issues and so they were wonderful to give us a warehouse for six weeks and in that we have a micro kitchen we have about 11 rooms with a big huge conference room and a big middle room and we also get food trucks every day can I, I, I'd like to ask both you guys about this. For folks, a lot of our, our listeners and viewers don't live in the Bay Area and may not understand what you're talking about when you talk about, uh, at the beginning you'd mentioned Palo Alto and, and the, uh, the, the kind of uh, uh, wealth divide that exists here in town. And again, you mentioned gentrification mm -hmm. in the area. Can you just explain briefly, just concisely, for folks who aren't familiar with it, some of the issues around that in this particular part of the country? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm trying to think how, how deep to go into the you know history of East Palo Alto. I, I wouldn't um, go too deep. Just just give yeah. folks uh, an understanding of what of what what's happened here over the last uh, uh, last couple of decades. So originally, the, of course, there were the Native Americans, and then it came back where there were a lot of um, Caucasian and like Asians. There was a. Um, grow houses here with flowers and things of that sort, and then from that came a big. Um, um, African-American population that followed um, the work um, um, at the airports and the docks and things of that sort didn't couldn't afford the city and then wanted to come find here in that all of the people that worked at the airport the Tongans and everything they just started coming here um, and then in the 80s it was it was just that's all it looked like here um, in the 90s also a very 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 diverse multi-heavy ethnic group, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was it suffered a lot during the Reaganomics um, era. And in 1992, we were the highest murder capita rate of in, in the whole of the, the nation. Um, for us to be 2.5 square miles, it's a, that was a lot. It was damaging. Um, and we've always tried to um, rise again from that because we came from a lot of really great, great things. And in that, also with time um, and inflation and um, higher cost of living um, with tech, things have just changed. And so there have been people that haven't been able to come out, come back, um, kind of feel pushed out. Is that the word, the word that they use? Um, feel like there's a lot of displacement. Um, and then also that there hasn't been like a great inclusion in regards to the tech boom and things of that sort. And so when we use that word, um, that's what we're pertaining to. So people think that Palo Alto and East Palo Alto are the same city and that we're just the east side of Palo Alto. 
which we are, but we are two very different cities. And we independently incorporated, right? Independently <laughs> incorporated, oh, and yeah. two whole different separate counties. Um, and um, so the average income for a person in San Mateo County is supposed to be like 129000 and the average family in East Palo Alto that are Hispanic, Latino, um, Pacific Islander, it's probably less than 29000 So it's a huge difference. And this is not just happening here. It's happening everywhere, obviously. Yeah. So street code is one effort to respond to what's happening there. Um, yeah. What's how, how does that all fit into the mission of this organization, guys? Yeah, well, like, for one thing, I mean, it's like, when East Palo Alto became independently incorporated as its own community, it's like, we are a community, we're a community of color, and uh, we want to be able to, you know, be deciding our own policies, and Palo Alto said, okay, great, we're going to take your entire economic base as part of us, and you just keep residential. And so, long, basically, it hurt, it, it's been very tough since then for East, I guess, logistically speaking for at least with, you know, education being funded by property taxes and by all these things that, you know, we're taking we're taking back into Palo Alto. Yeah. The, the kinds of things that Palo Alto can supply through just the regular school system is for free to, the, to their students is much is something that is very, very difficult with the, given the resources that East Palo Alto has. Yeah. In Palo Alto, for folks that don't know, the, the companies based there would include groups like who's in Palo Alto. I was like, pa pa was like in Palo Alto proper. Yeah, I mean like loads and loads of startups. Yeah, I'm thinking like in the general vicinity, you know, you got Facebook, Google, yeah. Palantir, uh, Airbnb, I believe. But like in Palo Alto proper, I. But I, this I area, like one of the wealthiest, like one of the wealthiest areas in the country yeah. in terms of, of corporate wealth. Yeah, yeah it's it's an extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is something that's that's um, this is an issue in in our area that I I didn't understand before I moved here. Uh, I came yeah. from from outside. I haven't lived here very long, and I I still don't. Understand. I don't want to give the impression that I completely comprehend just how much is going on. I mean, until you said this 10 minutes ago, I didn't realize these Palo Alto and Palo Alto were different towns. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but this organization, working to change things by giving people skills, tools, lessons, mm -hmm. what's this going to do to change things? Yeah, well, for one, it's showing that like you give these, you know, give, give the tools. You work with someone to uh, to give them what the, to like to to kind of guide them, give them the, the tools to build these things that they want to build. Like you see, you see, come in, people coming in with these genius ideas and these, gen these amazing uh, small businesses and community startups and stuff that they want to do, and like I just don't know how to code yet. And like for example, we have things like. Uh, like Google, like, you know, someone was saying, "Oh, Google Express is great, but it doesn't really serve you know the communities like mine that well." I want to, I want to, and meanwhile, you have people like going out to corner stores, like you know, grandmas and so on, going to corner stores and you know, paying arm and a leg for things that they could have gotten for, you know, they could have gotten delivered to their door for cheaper. Mm -hmm. And so we had, you know, Lavelle Russell starting uh, everything two dollars, which is basically Google Shopping Express for the hood. He said, uh, basically, he made his own website with street code, uh, with street code, and I was actually having like I actually ordered. Uh, when I was, uh, or like, and had some, some folks, you know, check, check it out. And like, he was actually had drivers delivering stuff to people's doorstep uh, mm. through a site that he made in no collaboration with Street Code. Uh, things like, you know, super, I don't want to give away, give people's ideas too much, like, because they're still working on yeah, it. Yeah, let but, people uh, work on it. Let's, let's not spoil anybody's uh, entrepreneurial um, ideas here yet. Yeah, but, but uh, so we have like, um, Young Brian, who's seven, and started with us in like February, and then he created three apps using App Inventor. Yeah, there's just so many that just come through the door that you're like, wow. So if we, the thing is, if you keep it consistent, 
it just all and you and you just help dust off um, the fears um, that I I don't think I can or I'm not I don't think I could do it or I I've been told that I'm not and 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 literally we every day find a story like what he says every single day if we could have a camera follow us you'd be amazed I cry constantly and everyone thinks I'm like a big crybaby but it's like I have no way to express the level of um of um this is why we do it and that like you are a superhero you literally you literally need to just dust it off and let's just keep going and as as we keep these doors open and however long that we can do it i don't care if we have to stay till two in the morning let's just keep you coding and consistent because if the thing that if we if we were to compare the two cities like paul alton east paul so the, the the problem is is that there's not a consistency with with the hood kids right there hasn't been a consistency in like the education the financial stability down to nutrition and all these other things that it's like you're just not stable with that right and you have a mom that's working three four five jobs and you can't even pay attention to how how you're reading if i can if i could just take all of that away and just have you have you understand that you can come here to get this level of of food love care nurture this personal development and stuff and then we're also doing the coding we're also letting you think of these ideas that you probably didn't think of and so you'll see when you come the two others that come in here they're, they're going to be way over 18 but they're like oh i'm coming i came out of my shell because of this and i'm actually bringing out my dreams that i forgot in that i'm actually going to make it happen and, and that's what we live for whatever age so it's three to 80 all kinds of people yeah, and one, one kind of, and also like talk, I talk about entrepreneurship a little bit, but entrepreneurship too. Like we had someone who, so one of our first students, you know, basically, I think he was working at Home Depot. No, David Chapman, yeah. he was like work, working at Home Depot before this. Yeah. And said, you know, it's like, that's, you know, it's like a negative resume. Like, you can't go to someone or go to a tech company and say, oh, like, where'd you work? Like, a Home Depot. It's like a, almost like a d scratch against you. And so he went to, you know, came through Street Code, did Code Camp, did, you know, kept working, and ended up, you know, getting a design job at Facebook. And he ended up, when some stuff was going on, um, you know, during the Black Lives, during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, there was um, basically ended up there's some stuff going on, and and he basically ended up writing something that ended up becoming the most widely shared post within all of Facebook <laughs> on this. I think it was it was uh, one particular group, but like the most, and then like the number two most shared post was a response to that. Number three was a repost of it. Like this was D David Chapman, someone who's in, in our program, came and really like ended up leading to. Some really big things. He had a voice that. that ended up being heard. Yeah, he had a voice. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it works there in that. But what brought you here? Uh, how did, I, I asked Shauna how she came into the company, but what, what brought you to Street Code? I was I was a freshman. I was a freshman at Stanford. I uh, was sitting at a coffee house at Stanford, and uh, I uh, this guy comes up with a big tray full of chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> and he said, "Hey, would you like a cookie?" And he said, "Oh, this is this is a nice offer. Like, are you waiting? You know, like free things. He's like, no, I just made, I just just got these cookies and I'm just giving them out. Like, do you work here? He's like, no, I just got one. Like, of course I do. So I got one and got his name. Uh, turned out that was Shadi Barhumi who went on to start went on to start Street oh, yeah. uh, the guy start who started Street, Street Code. Code brought you yeah. cookies. Yes, brought yeah. He well, he, this, he hadn't started Street Code at the time. This is just like was he just randomly day. handing out cookies? He was just randomly handing out cookies. And it's just a kind of a, like gregarious, awesome, kind person that he is." And so next time I saw him, I'm like, hey, you're the guy who gave me a free cookie. And, you know, we quickly became friends. And then I found out and when he said, hey, you know, uh, we were in the same same dorm. And uh, I sent out an email saying, uh, hey, you know, we're looking for teachers for uh, for Street Code Academy, this thing that we're, we're, we're doing. And, and I 
of, I mean, I have a, had a bit of a background teaching before, absolutely love it, and I have been meaning to get into teaching computer science, particularly in, in a meaningful, impactful way. And um, when I found out that not only was this an amazing opportunity, but also that Shadi and Raphael, a good friend of his, who was also starting, were all in it and getting it going, I'm like, this, this, is, this is it. And it's been an amazing family to be a part of ever since. And you're a student at uh, Stanford University. Standard, yeah. Stanford right now, so you volunteer here. Guys, thank you so much for giving me this time to, to tell these stories. We're actually, uh, we're going to bring some students in yeah. here in a minute and, and ask them a little bit about what they've been doing here. Thank you for sharing your stories uh, about uh, about what you have to hear. The, when I found out about the group, I just really wanted to meet y'all and find out more about what you're doing. Thank you for giving the time for that. And thank you all so much for watching and listening. This is the point in the show when we uh, thank our Patreon producers, particularly Nick Rie and Robert Nieder for their generous support and all the rest of you who make Pockets Full of Soup possible. Uh, we're into season two now. And if you have a story you want to tell that you'd like read on the air or not, send it to mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. That's mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. As for y'all, before you get off, uh, if uh, folks want to know more about Street Code or the things you're working on, where can they go? So you could come to uh, www.streetcode.us. It's uh, streetcode.us. And um, there's, a, there's a place where you can pledge, donate, and or volunteer. And or if you want to take classes, this is available for everyone. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break um, and come back in the fall. And then also, if you would like to reach us um, via email, it's info at streetcode.us info at streetcode.us and um, we just thank you very much anyone out there that is interested in um, joining us in this um, digital movement that we're making in regards to just 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 a small tweak and um, helping out um, others who just may not have the opportunity and we just really want to want to thank you for giving us this opportunity Mr. Jared. Oh I'm just happy to have, to have you all on here. <laughs> I, I'm really thank you for letting me visit. I uh, can't wait to meet the students. Um, anybody got anything else they want to say before we uh no i'm i'm good you're good well, i guess well oh, i mean i mean just like think two of your two of your earlier questions one about in terms of like more advanced students uh, or like more more getting more advanced and two um was like playfulness well one was like how does play factor into this I realize we can kind of talking to a guy talking about a lot of serious things but um but uh one thing that is is core i think uh is uh in terms of play is just improv games and just like coming together, like not just spending the entire time working or teaching or whatever, is just getting together and getting it all out with some crazy thing that just gets your mind like not self-correcting, not self yeah. Because that's in the end, like that is kind of a lot of the spirit of what we do is it's like, no, there's no like, yes, with encoding in particular, like there's, if you type, if you type in something that the computer doesn't understand or can't under, can't compile, then it's going to have an error. But that's not necessarily, but it's not like you're getting a wrong answer and you're like, oh, bad, that's an opportunity to learn and just keep going. And that's what, you know, kind of like yes and kind of attitude of like, oh, this kind of thing flopped. The thing I did in the improv game kind of flopped, but someone could build on top of that. I can learn from that. I can go from there. Um, is this kind of like mind-opening thing that we want people to be coming at uh, coding with and design with and hustle with is not just like oh I gotta like get you know get get correct but uh, really be generative and um, and let their creativity drive what they're doing. That's awesome. That's a great place to move the transition. Thank you so much, y'all. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be right back with the Summer Street Code Academy students. Thank you so much for watching. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jared, and I'm here with two new guest students here at Street Code Academy. On my left, Jay Thomas. And Re on his left, Rebecca Matthews. That's right. And both y'all are students here. Uh, Jay Thomas, how long have you been a student at Street Code? It's been within the last month. Oh, for just me. a month for yes. you? Wow. Yes. I'm a neophyte. A neophyte <laughs> here. Yes. Oh, 
All that word. I love it. <laughs> there are words I love. I love words that have weird combinations of letters. And anything with like N-E-O and then a Y in it. Yeah. All together. Like I told the other day, my favorite word is juxtapose. That's J-X, U, and S. Those don't belong together. Exactly. Neophyte sounds the same way. Exactly. I like it. What about you, Rebecca? How long have you been coming here? I've been here since January this year. Since wow. January this year. And both of you are in here. You have your phones with you. You have developed applications. These are, these are things you've developed while you're here or after? Or maybe, let's start with Rebecca. Rebecca, what, what do you have I'm here? While I'm here, I developed this app and the students were excellent in helping me, assisting me in uh, developing this app. I'm just so proud of it. I just love it. I, I love, love, love Street Cook. Really? So let's talk about for a second what you developed here. It says, what is it? It is an app for our community development uh-huh. where I'm an executive director and um, we have events going on. Uh, takes you through uh, what we're doing Mm-hmm. And and it shows our donors too, okay. and and information Beautiful. about our our uh, where our location is. So that was January. Us. It's July when we're recording this. Did you know coding before you came in here? No, I had had. Let me see. What's that? A, a little bit of um, a, a, a really I forgot the name of the program, and it was like one cent. Since on um, you know, hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello world type stuff. Okay, yeah, hello world. Uh huh. What about you, Chitam? She said you've been here a month, but you're you're here showing something off. What do you right. got? Well, this is the docs around the clock. It's right. a platform, an e-health platform to enable patients and doctors to have consultations online, be it a tablet, be it a handheld device of any type, a smartphone or a computer, PC. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, did you code before you came here? have no idea what coding is all about. So you did the, you learned this in a month? In a month, I was able to start to ramp up and understand what's going on with my platform. No kidding. I, so what, what attracted you to this? Uh, prior to uh, coming here, I was involved in what was called medical specialty management, okay. where I would enable doctors to be placed strategically in facilities or medical centers or other doctors' practices where their uh, specialties were needed and necessary. Okay. So this was a, a natural to come into a, a space where health and tech was melded. Mm-hmm. How'd you find out about uh, Street Code? I found out about Street Code from my wife. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did, did she uh, attend here originally? No, or? she's a techie. Okay. Ah, she's a techie. Okay. <laughs> but I believe in an effort to get me up to speed, mm-hmm. she pointed me in the direction of street code. I also learned about street code from my wife. Incredible. Yeah, that was the same uh, they're way. They're the gifts that keep giving. Yeah, like she's that. also she also <laughs> works in, in technology or is, right. is studying technology. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, you have to meet this incredible group of people. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Rebecca, how about you? Uh, what, what brought you into Street Code? Well, uh, Tunde came by our my brother's church in East Palo Alto, St. Samuel Church of God in Christ, and his wife and his little family, and it was around Christmas time, okay. uh, December. And he talked about coding. I'm going to, uh, uh, we're right over there, right around, the, almost around the corner from where. Beautiful. And, um, I was like, what? This is a golden opportunity. I'm going to take advantage of it. So um, I come every class no and learn. So that's five days a week? or, or No, twice a week. Or twice a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I know Mondays they have and Wednesdays. Mondays and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I know there's some, there's some they Friday field trips and they have mm-hmm. a yes. different schedule for different groups. So, yes. so you, you were, to, what, what drew you to it, Rebecca? What made you interested in this? Because um, if I had an app, for my program, I thought it would be interesting to people to download 
you yeah. know, and to keep up with what we're doing. And you mentioned your community program. What, what are the details of your program? What, what do you do? What is your passion that, that you're spending your, your, your days working toward? Oh, we, um, there are 4,300 truant kids in the city of Oakland. So, and there are homelessness. So we work on uh, trying to diminish the homelessness by, uh, uh, with a STEAM program. Okay. And we mm-hmm. have a STEAM Academy, which is science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we're uh, opening up classes to the truant kids so that they will get interest. Because we um, partnered with um, Project We Hope, which, who has a van, and the van helps the homeless wash their clothes, dry their clothes, and take a shower and it's a van mobile van and it's coming to our church so we'll have that we'll be able to feed them because we'll have a a food van there and a medical van (laughs) no kidding yeah to help the homeless but if those 4300 students don't get education or a viable means of uh, supporting themselves then they'll be out on the street homeless too and there's 150 encampments homeless encampments in the city of oakland and it's just um proportionate you know out of proportion it's extraordinary i i for folks that haven't been in the bay area or or i i used to live in dc which has a, a likewise a huge uh, homeless population it, it's it's difficult to get your mind around driving through major american cities and seeing the contrast between the extraordinary wealth yes and mm-hmm. then in and and then in oakland or san francisco or, or dc driving through and just being Suddenly, you're in the middle of a tent village. Yeah. And yeah. it's not, there's no line of division. It's just part of town. Mm-hmm. And people are living their lives there. And so, this is a way of getting that word out. And this yes. is a way of, of working. That w- one now, of the many vehicles. One of the many Absolutely. vehicles. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, what about, what about, uh, what about you? You, you, uh, you come from a very, a very different mission. You've been working in medicine, your yes. wife's in technology. Yes. So, what, what, what brought you into this? You said it was kind of a natural meeting, and she got you there. Sure. So what, what, what's, what's the end game here for you? What's the goal? The end game is enabling the healthcare system, which in this day and time appears to be uh, a focal point of national discussion, mm-hmm. amongst the focal points Absolutely. of national discussion, along with poverty and mm-hmm. uh, homelessness and education, yes. mm-hmm. uh, to uh, bring that to a place where um, the doctors as well as the patients see a way forward alongside or uh, in conjunction with tech. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that during the Great Recession of a few years ago, one of the two industries that sustained themselves very well was tech as well as health. (laughs) Hollywood did well because we needed some way to detach yeah. From all of the money that we weren't making. But um, <laughs> two strong suits that the nation had mm-hmm. at that time yeah. and remains still today and would sustain itself, I believe, again, if we went into another, God forbid, great recession, mm-hmm. would be health and tech. The melding of the two just makes it a twofer, just twice as strong. Mm-hmm. So here now we have health tech and e-health. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, It's a platform which is a way forward because sooner or later, um, if the doctors, if the local doctors in these communities don't get on board and find a way to touch on the people that are in 
urban situations that are less than desirable or rural situations where they don't have the access, the physical access on ground, mm -hmm. then online is the way to turn to and to bring everybody together. It's mm. bringing the world together. Why not the people together? Mm -hmm. And uh, why not the people where their health is together? Indeed. So this is a show about thankfulness uh, mm -hmm. and, and the, the people and the things we're thankful for. We're here. You've given a significant chunk of your time uh, and your lives to, to, to picking up new skills, developing new skills, so that you can move forward in the things that are important to you, move forward in, in advocacy of medicine, move forward in advocacy of what's going on in your community, move forward in, in, in continuing to, to, to learn to do new things. What are you thankful for? for about this place and these people around you, your fellow students, your teachers, your, the, the, the folks you've gotten to know through Street Code. What are you thankful for? Oh, my God. Um, I am an avid believer that this area, Silicon Valley, Facebook, Google, uh, all of the other companies that are here are allowing the world to stand at the uh, forefront of a new frontierism hmm. just like the industrial revolution this is a new frontierism and this is where it starts i'm thankful for the opportunity that we have to be here in this space in this time to add to as well as take from this new world frontierism that we have frontierism that we have here that's wow. an extraordinarily optimistic assessment absolutely of the situation absolutely but it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, like um, Jay just said, that the opportunity is invaluable. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've been a techie for quite some time. I used to work in the Silicon Valley. And I, I could see the disparity between the haves and the have-nots. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it was, it was like, well, we got to do something to bridge that gap. Yeah. So... Um, Street code. <laughs> oh my God! I can't. I can't. I, I express how valuable it is to have street code in this neighborhood. Yeah. Not only here. I think it needs to be across the nation, because um, what will our children learn if they're left behind in the digital village? I mean, in the digital age. Um, w you know what will they do how will they make money how will they be able to succeed and and um compete in yeah. the world you know without the same financial status that um their peers are ha having i think it's just um it'll be the gap will just get larger mm -hmm. and there'll be more homeless people mm -hmm. there'll be more people on the street kids uh, on the street, getting into gangs and things that they shouldn't be getting into. You know, they need, we need to turn the tide. We need to um, uh, engage the kids mm -hmm. into something that will help their future. So, so this is that happening in one place and you feel like this is absolutely to be happening because in a thousand. They, it's from, from age four to, um, to 90. Absolutely. 94. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? who's, who's the oldest student here, do you think? She's 80-something. Uh, God yeah. bless her. And your youngest is four years old? Four, somewhere around there, four years old? Wow. Yeah. Incredible. And yeah. wrote a and wrote an app. Yeah. 
the four-year-old wrote an app. Oh, that's great. I brought mm-hmm. my uh, second-generation daughter and my second-generation son here. Oh, they have only they were staying with me for a week, and so they got a chance to come for two days. Okay. And when he, the, the second day, I said, we're going to Street Coat. Ah, I love Street Coat. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was extraordinarily fortunate, um, and I I grew up in uh, in the early 1980s in Washington D.C. in a in a fairly uh, a fairly affluent school system. There was money in the school system, mm-hmm. in a marvelously multicultural uh, group of students. Mm-hmm. I was really fortunate. So hearing many languages spoken. Everybody looked different. Everybody came from a different place. It was extraordinary. But I was also fortunate because we had computers before most schools did. And they taught programming classes. I am a lousy coder. Mm -hmm. But what I know, I know from that foundation. And Mm -hmm. it has improved my life significantly, the beginning I was given there. I can't begin to be thankful enough for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, It's helped mold to this day, I, I, I remain kind of entwined in technology professionally and mm-hmm. passionately. And yes. it all started with that first step, having an This is tech. But if it Absolutely. hadn't been there, uh-huh. sure. who knows? Sure. And, yeah. and tech is all around us, yeah, you know? Um, uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and, and they were talking about sound uh, design. Yeah. And I was like, What's sound design? Mm-hmm. All everything that y- you hear on your phone, the little beeps and, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> that yep. we take for granted. Yeah. You know, somebody had to design that. Yep. Sure. The beeps and boops all <laughs> come exactly. from somewhere. They're exactly. all being engineered. It's uh-huh. a bit, yeah, I exactly. love working with tools. And when for that. and when Street Code has design, you know, those kids get in there and they make they start off with making things, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, designing things. Sure. And then they take that imagination and they can put it into making an app mm-hmm. or bettering their neighborhood or bettering their schoolwork or, mm-hmm. you know, you never know what a child has in their mind exactly. until you put them to work at something, you exactly. know? Yeah, this so, is fantastic. Yeah. I, I thank you for being willing to come on here and, and share your stories and, and talk about what you're doing here and in your lives. Any, uh, beyond uh, anything anything you want to plug, anything you want to draw attention to? Well, well I, I believe that you really touched on it, that, you know, your, your fondest and, and earliest memories of tech were during your uh, formative years in school. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, it carries on. Uh, in a, in a positive way because we always think about those were the brightest moments, mm. and uh, when it's when the kids have their fingers on the pulse of such uh, a strong, purposeful uh, tool dynamic as tech yes. at a young age here, mm-hmm. then we can smile upon what the future will look like. For yes, us. yes. That's what I would say. Absolutely. That's, that's a marvelous <laughs> coda Absolutely. for the episode right there. I yes. think I, we're not we're not going to do any better now. We're going to okay. stop now. So okay. thank you all so much for being here. Quite welcome. And thank you, friends, for watching and listening. Once again, our address is mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. Have stories you want to tell about how good teachers and educational opportunities have helped you in your life, whether young or old, whether early or late in life. We want to hear them. Share them with this mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com or you can hop on the Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group. It's free. Tell the story there. Put it on the uh, put it on the uh, comments for this section. Wherever you choose to do, we are extraordinarily thankful for you. Season two moves forward. New stories to tell. Exciting things happening. Until then, I wish you the best. Bye, friends.